Armored Bear Productions. Welcome, everybody. You're listening to Out of Character, the Not Safe for Wizards Q&A talk show. To Out of Character, the Not Safer Wizards show behind the show. Tonight, I am joined by... Greg, who plays Lilith. Uh, Morgan, who plays Celeste. Welcome, both of you. Thank you so much for joining me. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Tonight, we are talking about uh, the latest in the Winter Dawning arc... Uh, Infernal Dreams. Um, We are aboard this ship, and we are headed to do a little investigating. Um, And, uh, I mean, the big thing in in the whole episode was uh, our our wonderful Celeste had a hell of a dream. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you want to talk to me about your feelings on that dream? Uh, I think it's uh, well, a while ago. Hold on, let me go back to in the moment. Um, I think it is exciting. Some little character development. Yeah, yeah. Now, is this? I, I this is a little behind the scenes. You don't have to tell us if you don't want to. But is this something that you worked out with Joe, or did he spring this on you? Um, listen, he sprung it on me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's that's totally fair. You know, having a, a a devil, as as we were so corrected, um, as a great times five grandfather, is an interesting thought. What is what's going through Celeste's said? How's she feeling about this? Uh, Celeste is a very closed off person, so mm-hmm. I really don't feel like she's putting a whole lot of thought in this. Um, I don't feel like she's having a whole lot of, like, thoughts about it yet. Okay. Okay, so she's just kind of filing it away for now? Yeah. Okay. How's, uh, how's uh, Lilith doing with this whole uh, situation we're, we're heading into? I know that Lilith likes a good fight, but this is supposed to be just recon. Yeah, but, you know, we're not a recon kind of people. You know, Lilith and Vel were all set to just march up to the uh, Citadel and knock on the door. (laughs) So, I figure, you know, you just punch whoever opens the door and someone's going to come out that wants to fight. That's one way to go about it. I'm just saying. (laughs) You know, they may not want to come out, but, you know, their grandma opens the door and you punch her in the face, they're going to come out because, you know, you just punch Nana. Well, I I hope that grandma doesn't answer the door. (laughs) Just saying. So is Lilith itching? It's been a while since we've had a good fight. Yeah, she, she, yeah, because, um, look, like the shirt said, murder hoboing is my religion. (laughs) Get your shirts at our merch store. Yes, there you go. (laughs) Which was designed by our wonderful Morgan here. Thank you for that. That was super cool. Yeah, that's an amazing shirt. (laughs) Yeah. 
Thank you. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm definitely looking at, I've, I've kind of like nudged Joe a couple of times and been like, you know, Christmas is coming. That's a really cool shirt. We could have matching. <laughs> yeah. So I'm picking me up one for Christmas. Definitely. Oh. Did we just drop? Um, I don't think no. so. It's a Discord okay. notification. Okay. I'm just making sure I'm new at this. Yeah, um, normally, if one of them drops out, it makes that same sound. Ah, uh, okay. Cool, cool. Okay, so we are... This is this is the thing that gets me, is is we are floating around in this this weird plane. Um, and we did, we had that psychic wind hit and, um, I was thinking about it when I was re-listening to it and I was like, we had the psychic wind hit and then mm, Celeste had the dream. And I'm wondering if they're associated in some way. Oh, that's a good question. Like, am I crazy? Does that make sense? No, it's a, it's a a valid question. Mm -hmm. I don't know the answer, but it's a valid question. (laughs) <laughs> like because the way uh our little helmsman uh w- girl was talking woman she's she's a grown halfling um was was talking about it is a it's an occurrence that happens all the time but it just so happened to happen when celeste had that dream hmm i don't know something to pay attention to food for thought yeah so talk to me you two what's going on how are you guys feeling about the game where do you guys want to go? What's uh, what's on your minds? I like where the game's going. Mm-hmm. I mean, a- a- as much as I like the combat, I'm kind of liking the um, more noir, like, not always fighty kind of, you know, old detective style, trying to find out where Kaylin and Chase are. Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely a bit of that where we haven't we haven't had a good rough and tumble for a bit, but we've had a lot of intrigue. Any guesses as to who's got them? I would assume it was um oh I'm terrible with names the giant squid face monster the giant lifted the shoon God I'm so terrible with names. That's okay. I am too. I, I'm terrible with names. I know. Like, oh yeah, trust me, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> How many times did I call you Gary the other night? Like, it's ridiculous. Oh, that's true. <laughs> well, I mean, me and Gary kind of do look alike, so a little bit. He's just younger than I am. Not by much, though. Much. I think we're all we're like we we have like two. We've got like Gen Xers, and then. Like Gen Y, like Celeste, you're more, you're closer to, you're not a millennial. Um, technically, yes, but not really. Like you're on the, you're on the edge. Yeah. <laughs> you just got home from work. You sound like you're. Um, no, I actually had a day off. I'm just handling a quick little thing real quick. Sorry about that. Oh, okay. Do you need us to pause? No, I'm good. Okay. I just didn't want to. You sounded like you were a bit tired and distracted. Distracted, yes. Tired, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure you guys are okay. So, so Celeste. What's up? 
you're finding out about your your ancestry and celeste and like you said celeste is is as very reserved um but it seems like more and more we're getting kind of bits and pieces of who you are yeah talk to me about that um so with that it's just like stuff is coming up while we're dealing with other things and like that's mostly it in part it is like i'm getting closer to you guys so like i'm opening up a bit so like i'm asking questions and things like that but the majority of it is absolutely uh, just incidental. <laughs> okay. Okay. And how are you feeling about Celeste getting closer to the group? I'm feeling great. Celeste is eh. Okay. That's fair. You know, you had a good conversation with Luna this episode. My bird. Your bird. Do you, do you, do, is there an origin story for you and your bird? Uh, I wanted a bird. And <laughs> I was like, I lived in a forest. It's not unreasonable. Okay. Um, like in game, is like, is there a campfire story there? Are we gonna find out the uh, how I got my bird at some point, or do you want to let it talk to us about that now? Um, I think I will leave it a mystery. I do know the answer. Okay. Don't think that that's what that is. I do actually have an answer. Okay. Okay. So I'm thinking. Note to self, Jade gotta, asks about bird. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> earn that. <laughs> okay. That one we're on an earning phase. Mm-hmm. We haven't had a good, like, around the campfire conversation in a bit. Yeah. All of us, because we've been so busy and, and so, you know, singularly focused, you know, or, or in, on individual watches or whatever. Very true. Yeah. I missed that a little bit. Hang on. Uh, we are in need of a campfire. We are in the astral plane, running around trying to find our friends. Um, we are getting to know Dragoto's crew a bit. Um, now, now we, Greg, you and I, uh, we know Dragoto from from other games. Yes. Um, but this game, Dragoto's new to to Jade and to Lilith and to, to everybody else. Um, yes, how's good? Oh, I was just gonna say because that's when um when Joe introduced him, I was like, "Oh, it's Dragoto!" <laughs> just spoiled it right there. <laughs> Couldn't help myself. I, I love Dragoto from the old game. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty cool. What does Lilith think of Dragoto? Very interesting. You know, she's a dwarf, and dwarves and goblins don't well raised by dwarfs, so you know. Dwarves and goblins are kind of sworn enemies, so... Mm-hmm. Which is kind of like, I like the way Joe built his world where everybody's not, you know, it's not the norm, so you, you can have a dwarf and a, you know, there's dwarves in Dragodo's crew, and they don't instantly try to kill each other. Whereas in, like, you know, a lot of the books, and the way that the... D&D was set up, they would just instantly want to fight each other. So, I mean, she thinks Dragoto's interesting for a slimy little goblin. I'm just kidding. Lilith loves wow. Dragoto because I am... <laughs> Lilith loves him because I am Lilith. <laughs> there you go. That's, yeah, he's, he's... I think he's he's grown as a character from, from last we, we knew him. Uh, he's got a he's lot of knowledge. <laughs> 
He seems not the same. <laughs> well, he's, he's not a pirate anymore. Now he's a captain. Yeah, he's a pirate captain. <laughs> Jade actually had a conversation in this episode uh, with Ilya, the, the little cook goblin, um, about her time with Dragoto, and she's been with him for a super long time. Um, and I find myself, like you, I find myself gravitating towards Ilya because I knew Ilya in the last game. Yeah. You know, I was the one that rescued her uh, in, the, in the last game. And, uh, and unfortunately, we weren't recording at the time. So, you know, our audience is, has no idea what we're talking about. Um, as much as I love this game, I think mm-hmm. the last game, just the way that, you know how we just had that times where we would just make Joe throw away whole stacks of prepared. <laughs> yes, you're, you're going to fight a bog witch or a green dragon. Or, hear me out, we're going to befriend them and create a market system where we have the only overland route from a port city to a landlocked city. <laughs> because, you know, yeah. we're going to... We're going to teach people about economics the fun way. Right? I wish we would have been recording that. That was that was definitely a trip. Tell me about your favorite moments in this game. What has been what's the thing that sticks out for you so far in the however 100 and whatever episodes it's been at this point? So hard what? to pick. Yeah. Um when I um uh, tricked the guy that was going to assassinate the prince before he was the king into revealing his plan by pretending that the ghost of the Marsh family head had entered my body. That was good. That was good. That was, yeah, that was a fun little, that was pre-Celeste, I think. Yes, that was pre-Celeste. Yeah, I have no idea what that, what that okay. is. <laughs> I don't know so nothing Celeste- about that. <laughs> you missed all the fun on the island, man. Right. The first part of the, the journey. Um, Celeste, you've been with us for a little while now. What's uh, What sticks out in your mind? What's, what's a favorite for you so far? I'm going to have to think about that for a sec. <laughs> um, and also, when I got the last hit on Diabolith and I rolled a crit. That was nice. <laughs> so I, you know, it, it just seemed that that was that one moment where, you know, you're, you're down by three at half court. And you yep. just let loose. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Yeah, that was super, super cool. I think that was the fight where Jade really started, like, coming into her own. I mean, she had some badass moments in the beginning, but that was, I think that was a big turning point for her personality-wise. Yeah. You know, she's she's grown up through this game. You know, she's not quite the little that she was uh in the beginning and i mean she still has her her childlike qualities but she's she's becoming for for lack of a better pun jade is getting jaded yeah i hope not too jaded though i don't think so i think she's gonna i think she's gonna find a balance um i just like right now she's questioning a lot of things because her world has kind of gotten shattered with you know with losing her friends and learning things about her family and all of that stuff that, uh, you know, has been really kind of monumental and she's processing all of that stuff. I'm vamping while Celeste thinks. <laughs> you got one yet? I liked 
wild shaping for the first time and immediately turning into a bird. In the library. Yeah, a more recent yeah. thing. That, um, that was one of my, my favorite moments with the last. That moment meant a lot for a lot of different reasons. Yeah, it was very nice. I'm also a big fan of how unintentionally Call Lightning became a staple to my character. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're learning to use it in all sorts of interesting ways. Oh, yeah. I've got more things in the future, everyone. Ideas that I'm still working on. Very cool. Very cool. So you're planning ahead for, for levels down the line? Yes. So many you know, plans. I, I am so bad at that. <laughs> like, I'm so in the moment with my characters. I forget, you know, that I could kind of look ahead and plan on what what I want her to become. And it's like, I get to another level, you know, we level up because we, we leveled up. We're going to level up soon. And uh, I get to that another level and I go, Oh, I totally forgot. I was going to get this thing or that thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's very easy to do that at level nine. I get more spell slots and that's it. <laughs> I didn't even look to see what I get at level nine. <laughs> Coming up on level nine, almost halfway. That's uh, that's monumentous for us, you know. And we're we're starting to um get close, I think, to uh, our friends coming back. Yes, um, and it's 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 getting exciting. Oh, so so what else is going through y'all's head? Tell me your tell me your wants and dreams and opinions and things about what's going on in the game. I don't know. Um, I just, I don't, I look forward every week or every other week now to, you know, where we're going. Because it never seems to be where you're planning. No, no. I had no idea we were going to end up in another plane. Yeah, exactly. Or that, you know, there's floating cities or Jagoda was going to show up. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's, I like the way we get kept in suspense to where it's like we don't even really know what's going on week to week yeah this is the part that you know people don't get to hear when we all get online and we go wait a minute where are we what are we doing i don't remember if you go back to a few episodes ago when we were all planning on you know we were sneaking into the citadel we were going to get a wagon and hide underneath it Coming up with plans to break into the Warmaker Citadel, and now we're in the astral plane. <laughs> that did not go as planned. Didn't see that coming. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness. Sure as hell didn't. <laughs> so, I mean, so I'm sorry, I keep cutting you off. I don't mean no, to. No, no, it's okay. It's tough when you're you're it's all all you've got is each other's voices. Where you don't have, you know, eye contact and yeah, so you can't language. see where the per- yeah, exactly. It's really hard to like. Are they going to talk? And you don't want to leave that big gap where you're waiting, right? Thank goodness for editing. Yeah. Otherwise, people would know how many times we sit there and go, "Duh." Um, Joe cuts it out. It's fine. Yeah. It's totally okay. <laughs> well, I try not to give Joe all the work. Yeah. The computer does half of it. No, I'm not going to invalidate what Joe does. He he works very hard very on hard. making sure we get it. Yep, yes. he definitely does. It's very it, cool. No matter what the computer does, it couldn't do it without him. Right? Yep, yep. 
So, so I was I was thinking about the the conversation, Celeste, that you had with Luna, and and Luna is is has some trepidations um, about what's going on. You know, she can't sure. see the sky, and she doesn't like uh, being in this dimension. Um, and you got to have this really really cool uh, interaction with her, um, and I was wondering what your thoughts were on on that relationship and, and, and how that is, is going as far as like her being uncomfortable and, you know, your connection with her. Um, Celeste's closest friend would probably be Luna. I mean, is definitely Luna. Mm-hmm. Um, so like a lot of what Celeste does, even though it doesn't show because I'm forgetful, um, is for Luna or like, is like always like taking care of her. Like, not all of, like, my actions reflect that. But I feel like enough of them do. Uh Having a familiar, having a pet in-game is is almost as big a commitment as actually having a pet. (laughs) That's why I don't have one. Yeah. (laughs) Because you have enough pets in real life. Yeah, exactly. Not to be rude to my baby, but sometimes I do forget I do have uh, an extra little guy with me. You are not the only one. You are definitely. I, I, I seem to remember a certain very popular show uh, whose very popular character in that show had a uh, a weasel that she continuously forgot about and it became a running gag. So you are definitely not the only one. When I first started playing D&D, I had ferrets because... I was a giant Beastmaster nerd. I was just going to make a Beastmaster reference. <laughs> oh, that's exactly why I had them, Toto and Poto. Nice. And, you know, I had to buy extra rations to feed them. Yeah. Like, God. Yeah, you still got to take care of them. I played don't, a wizard not too long ago idea. that had a rat. <laughs> Joe's going to start making you roll animal handling all the time. No, that's intelligence, I think. No, wait, I have proficiency in that. Hold on. There you go. You're fine. No, that's that's wisdom. I'm good. <laughs> it's just that I always roll like a fucking six or something. Yeah, yeah. Rolls have been rolls have been a little little rough lately. Oh. Yeah. Fuck D and D beyond dice. <laughs> I can't even put them in the damn oven to scare them. <laughs> oh, jeez. I, I swear there's going to be enough people one of these days you're going to pop into the, the dice page and there's going to be a dice jail. I saw someone made a dice jail. Like digitally? Oh, not digitally. Um, No. It was, uh, oh, I follow her on TikTok and Instagram. Coronasaurus? Okay. Katie-saurus. Ka- yeah, Katie-saurus. Yeah, she, she has a, yeah she, she has a giant dice jail. That they use on her um, podcast. Nice. I just, I, I just found her podcast. I've been watching her on TikTok for a while, uh, but I just found her podcast recently. She is super cool. Oh, I don't know. There was a, she, she did a, a TikTok where she asked you. So I, I'm subscribed to her Twitch, her podcast, <laughs> Instagram. Katie, if you're listening, we want you on our show. Oh, she'd be great on the Geekiest. Wouldn't she be fun? That would be super cool. Which, if you're live- not listening to, you should be, folks. If, 
if you're geeky, and you probably are because you're listening to this, that is a good show. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll run into her in Georgia. She doesn't live that far from Michelle's mom. Oh, there you go. Because she lives on the north side of Atlanta. Uh, okay. She has a lot of conventions and stuff, too. Yeah, she was at Emerald City this last weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, I live in well, the you- Emerald City. <laughs> That's right. You moved. Yeah, you could go hang out. Well, I was probably gone by now. Never mind. So, so we're in an interesting place pandemic-wise as far as, like, you know, most of us are vaccinated, uh, but there's still strains that can get through the vaccine, and we're going through all of this stuff, but a lot of people are going back to, you know, conventions and stuff like that. Um, what do you guys feel about getting to get going to conventions? Um, if I was paneling, like when we were going to go to the one before the pandemic where we were going to be on the panel, I think I would be okay, but I am not walking through the convention floor. Not ready for that, huh? My, my body wouldn't allow that. I mean, you're so tall. I, I don't, I just, I, I can't, I can't stand people around me anymore. A lot of people are, are, I've heard a lot of people talk about how they're just, they've gotten used to not being around people, especially in our community, have kind of gotten used to, to being introverts, so to speak. Look, I'm a semi-social introvert. Mm-hmm. Like, I socialize with, before the pandemic, I socialized with you guys, and I socialized with the people that I played X-Wing with. And other than that, I didn't leave my house. I might go to the movies every now and then. But no. just changed. Yeah, so, you know, I, I hang out with you guys um, on Discord. And, you know, now we play. We found a uh, warm home at Hey Wanna Play Game Store. So, for X-Wing. I know the owner. Yep. I know the owner. Yeah, Chris Chris is a cool guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Celeste, you just moved. How are you... Uh settling in um for the most part pretty pretty okay i'm getting some uh some work in terms of like product photography my friend scott over at nerd sync uh is and up to scott yeah is uh letting me take photos of one of his new patreon things oh cool um that should be out kind of soon i think oh awesome Maybe. I don't know. I told him that I would start working on it in January. And then I was like, you know what? I have a day off. I'm bored. And I love doing photography. And product photography is my jam. So, um, hey, reach out to me on uh, Twitter. Starpunk DMC, I guess. That's a thing now. You can reach out to me there if you want. I don't know. Um, this is yeah, your good. photography stuff is is amazing. Oh, you know what? If- I should actually plug the photography side of things that I do. Don't don't you do should. that. Joe Joe, cut that. Starpunk photography on Instagram or yeah, no, that's it. Um, so product photography is basically what I'm doing. Um, I'm working at a mall taking Santa photos. Love nice. that job. Had the job last year, but since it's a big enough company, I can do it here. That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Photography is something that you and I, I share, even though we, we have very different styles. Um, and you are doing it much more professionally than I am. I'm getting paid. Uh, getting paid. That is the most wonderful thing. That's the coolest feeling to get paid for doing the thing that you love. 
yeah, there's low pressure um, in terms of, like, what I can do. Because, I mean, for this one, I did seek out Scott because I knew he was doing stuff. But usually as a product photography product photographer, people seek you out. So I don't really have to change my style to meet a lot of people's needs. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, Scott and I already kind of had a very similar aesthetic. We're both film nerds. We both talk about, like, uh, camera stuff a lot. Um, and doing product photography is really easy most of the time. All you need is a couple lights, a camera, and like 20 bucks for props. That's it. I mean, that's like a very, very expensive list. But if you already have the camera, right now, the cameras and the camera and the lens are the most expensive things on there. Right now I'm using 98% of the price. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right now I'm using like lights from Amazon for like 35 bucks. Um, yeah. Whatever, cool. whatever helps. <laughs> you start out with the $35 lights, you make a little bit of money, you buy better lights. No, mm-hmm. the lights are fantastic. I need better light oh, stands. Oh, well, there you go. The light stands themselves are only go up to about my waist, oh. which is not great, because my degree is in video, which means you need to light people's faces. I totally should have sent you away with my big lights. I mean, Christmas is here. <laughs> send you my big monster lights uh yeah go for it i mean speaking of since we're light. on the recording and i can put you both on the spot oh okay yeah <laughs> um we need pictures our our uh our family out there in digital land that is listening to this conversation needs to see your beautiful shining faces I'm and right. i've been posting some pictures but uh, we need some we need some cool pictures, and I know like D, you can you know you could take pictures of yourself all day long, and I know they're going to be beautiful. Um, and I can't yeah. take pictures of you because we're way too far away now. Uh, but Mr. Lockwood, I don't take good pictures. I bet you I can take good pictures of you. I don't know. You're going to have to get past my face, and that's kind of a big hurdle. Oh, hush, uh, you are rude. beautiful. Right? <laughs> rude, but you I be love nice to my friend. <laughs> <laughs> as, as a photographer and uh, someone that, that represents the, the geek nerd community, um, and you are doing Santa portraits, I'm super curious as to the kind of people, like, tell me some stories. Give me some dish. What's going on with that? Like, is it crazy? Are the kids insane? Are you getting weird adults in 80s ugly sweaters? What's going on? Uh, for the most part, we're getting just kids. They're just just little guys, little dudes, you know? They're just regular kids. Um, uh-huh. Occasionally, you'll get people wearing, like, Marvel or DC or Star Wars or Trek. Um, but, like, they're, like, at the age where they don't know what it is. They just know it's cool. Um, so I can't okay. even be like, do the Spider-Man hand. Because they don't know what that is yet. Ah, okay. You're getting the little ones whose parents have dressed them. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the majority of the kids that I photograph are two to four years old. You'll oh, get okay. some babies. And, oh, my God, the baby photos are precious. Um, <laughs> but a lot of them are... You will get teenagers who are dragged there by their parents. Um, But for the most part, it's a pretty chill work environment, except for on the weekends when there's 114 families, not just people. But other than that, it's fantastic. I love this job. It's very rewarding. Um, 
not even in the monetary sense. Like, just seeing a kid, like, get super excited and then do, like, a big bright smile at the camera knowing that Santa Claus is right there. That shit gets to me. I love this job. That's super cool. That is oh, cool. I went last year to Bass Pro Shops with my friend Jamie, and no, it was actually because I'm terrible with um, dates. It was like three years ago, and her daughter was absolutely terrified of Santa. Aww. Oh, yeah, you get a bunch of those. It's so fun. I was scared to death of Santa when I was little. You know, it's interesting. When I was little, I was scared of costumed characters. It didn't matter whether it was Santa or Mickey Mouse or clowns or anything i was scared to death of costume characters and what did i grow up to be a rennie and a big old gamer who dresses up like her character okay well let's be honest you know to like anybody under five mickey mouse is a six foot rat seriously so you know that's just but actually i can say my kids never were terrified of like you know winnie the pooh or mickey mouse that's cool um, I don't think last year when I was the Easter Bunny. By the way, I was the Easter Bunny last year at the mall. Um, That's amazing. I know. I think, you, I think you remember you telling us about that. Yeah, it was so fucking weird. Um, I don't think there was any kid, because I was still behind the plexiglass, that was, like, oh. freaking out. Because, like, they were far enough away that they were like, "That's that's weird. It's kind of like looking at the bunny in the window. But, you yeah. Know. Okay. What about this year? Is are people sitting on Santa's laps or is there a barrier? Um, this year at the mall that I work at, which I will not name drop, but I did consider it for half a second. Mm-hmm. Um, they are sitting on the couch with him. Okay. Up up until today, masks were not required, but the number of cases I think is going up in Seattle. Gotcha. Um, but like with like a seventy nine percent vaccination rate, I understand why they didn't do it up until now. Because, like, that's almost herd immunity. Almost. But now we have other strains that are breaking out of it. So it's getting scary again. Yeah. And realistically, (sighs) most most of the kids and most of the parents were wearing the masks just outside of the photos. So they would only have it off for, like, a couple seconds. Santa was wearing the the clear plastic face shield. Oh, okay. Um, That's cool. And when he wasn't taking photos, he would have, like, his own little mask. Okay. Well, I have to say, um, starting last week... At the schools, it was optional, and the majority of the kids and staff at my school still wear their mask. That's good to hear. Well, that's good. At least it's an identifier for what their parents think. Yeah, that could get interesting. I actually thought about uh, when you were talking about the Santa photos, I was like, ooh, we totally need to do a group Santa shot. And then I remembered you weren't in the state anymore. Uh, How good are you with Photoshop? I was going to say, we just Photoshop (laughs) her. I fun fact actually I did get my Santa uh, photos today because as an employee of redacted company uh, everybody who works there gets a free package A oh. so I got mine today I got mine last year you gotta post those um yes but the uh, only two times that I ever saw Santa was when I was doing it for a living huh you've never done it before yeah Wow. I did it once. I remember my last picture was Santa because I took it with my mom. And I was like a teen. I was like 16 and thought I was the most amazing thing in the world. I love that show. (laughs) I, um, 
was looking for pictures of Reynolds, and I found my Santa po- uh, my Santa picture from the Hollywood Mall from like 1981. I, oh, say, I don't think that exists. Wow. <laughs> no, it does not. Not anymore. It, where the Hollywood Mall is is now Chewy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they pretty much took over Hollywood Mall. That's and crazy. I, and, and I'm wearing like the you know. The polyester shirt with the big collar. Oh, boy. You know, just 80s chic. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to find that picture with my mom. It was also in the 80s, uh, late 80s. And it, I, was, I, was very, um, I was very trendy at the time. <laughs> I, had the, I had the frosted feathered hair and all that jazz Scariness. I think we should all dress up as our characters and go take Santa photos. Okay. <laughs> I don't know I where I'm going to get. Sca- I don't know where I'm going to get scale mail from. <laughs> That's it. We have to start a trend. Everybody dress up as your D and D characters and go take Santa photos, and then send them to us. Are you telling other people to do it for us, or do you want yeah. us to do it? Because I don't Both. got that kind of money. <laughs> um. You know what? Actually. Actually, I think I could. A little bit of blue face paint. I, the, the main thing would be the horns and the wig. The horns, yep. And a yep. coat that covers the whole outfit. Um, Etsy, they sell um, tiefling horns. Yeah, I actually have a friend um, that makes uh, ears and horns and uh, all sorts of stuff. They are very, very good. And they do... Everything, like every like fantasy creature you can possibly think of, they have the like the the dough like with the little like the little horns and the ears and the little floppy ears, and they have the tiefling horns, and they have um, companies called White Fox Hats. Uh, shout out to you guys, um, they're amazing. I've I've uh, I've shouted them out before. They're super cool. Um, I actually so got. Horns from somebody you knew from the Renaissance Festival, but I bought mine like ten years ago. Yeah, Puck. Yeah, Puck. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember. He told you I'm terrible with names. He was just in my shop a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and I he just um, had my horns on yesterday. Oh. Because <laughs> I were up on the, I uh, was cl- dusting off the uh, bookshelf, and they were sitting there. I was like, ah, I put these on for a little while. That's awesome. <laughs> Very cool. So, plans for the holidays, folks? To Georgia, hopefully. Cool. Leavenworth, hopefully. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's this, like, little uh, German town, I think. It was German or Belgian. I think it was German. Uh I think I made up the part about being Belgian. Um, Like, I think it's an hour north of the area in which I live, Bothell. Um, And it's, like, this little Christmassy-looking town. Ooh. that Aubrey wants to take me to and I'm excited to go to because I've seen pictures of it and it looks fantastic. You must take pictures. Oh, I'm going to. Yay! We're thinking of doing a day trip. Okay. Very cool. We now, need if to you're do... interested in a meetup, then you can contact me on Twitter. <laughs> For photo stuff, it's Instagram. For me, it's Twitter. Okay, there we go. Very cool. Um, do you guys want to do a Christmas special this year? Oh my god, we didn't do it last year. Did yeah, we, it we, did, we didn't, we didn't do one last year. We did one the year before. Yeah. yeah I was just thinking about the happened. Christmas. 
Because I think at that time we hadn't started recording again. No, we recorded the Christmas special. No, that but that was when we were still face to face. Yes. Yeah, we were we were around the table and we became the bagpipe band. So if you want to hear our our last Christmas special, you can go back through our episodes. Uh, and there is a very funny, very weird uh, us actually around the table IRL uh, Christmas special uh, that we did. Um, and I'm hoping we do one this year. Uh, Joe hasn't said anything about it, so maybe we need to start uh, poking him. Good. What was I? Oh, um, I was a Warforge um, druid of the spore. Who made the character for you? Uh, Michelle. It was Michelle. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we ended up drawing each other. That's right. That's right. You drew each other. So yeah, folks, if you're if you're in if you're looking for a fun idea um, to kind of gift your fellow players and also do a fun Christmas special, what we did is we put all of our names in a hat and we drew each other like it was a secret Santa, but instead of being presents, we created each other's characters. And uh, and then Joe had a little little uh, story to go with it. Um, and it was such a gift and such a wonderful, fun little thing to do. Oh, it was so amazing. It was super, super cool. And it was funny because we all gave each other bagpipes. So, <laughs> so we ended up being a traveling bagpipe band. Yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous, but we had so much fun. So I'm hoping maybe we can do, we can do something this year. Uh, yeah, she, um, um, Michelle did. Um, she based my character off of Marvin from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Right, right. I, I was a manically depressed Warforge. That's right, and I made Pete. I did uh, Pete's, and it was it was San Holo. I made him like a, a gnome Han Solo character. So well, this yeah, time we'll because much the same as Lando Calrissian, you know, Pete stole Han Solo's shirt. Remember, he had that shirt that looked just like Han Solo's vest and shirt. He did. He did. He had a shirt, and then he had a jacket too uh, that looked like. Yeah, we miss Pete. But this I year, did. if we do it, we'll get to have we'll get to have a Celeste or a whatever we give D to play. Yeah. Um, for that. Oh my god, I got a lot of stuff going on. Hold on. Um. I will definitely be in it if it is a thing that happens. It's just finding the time. Well, it would be on a regular game night. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's just that I'm also trying to run a Christmas thing with my home group. Oh, cool. By that, I mean my Discord group. (laughs) Are you DMing now? Yeah, just a little bit. That's awesome. Congratulations. I love that. Yeah, I did a Christmas one-shot with them last year, and it was horrible, and it took two sessions. So it was a two-shot. And mind your own business, I'm better now. <laughs> that mind your own business was for the audience. We don't judge. And maybe uh, maybe one of us will write a, a Christmas special this year. Give Joe a break. Let Joe play. Do it. Joe to play, but I am not the person. I do not have the DM in chops. I don't have the time. It, it's a big commitment. It really is, even for a one-shot. Sometimes even more so, because like you, it has to really be tight to run a one-shot. And I mean, you gotta... You gotta I think it'd be that. harder. 
to run a one shot than it would to be run a multi shot campaign because it is the timing and getting everything to you really got to be on the ball with keeping people focused and yep. advancing the plot. Yep. Yeah. It is. It is a hurting cats for sure. And you really, yeah, you got to keep everything tight. You got to keep everything moving forward. Um, you know, and you got to like keep it as simple and as focused as possible, which, you know, that and D and D players is, that's not a thing. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> With everything going on, that got going on. I just don't have the commitment. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. Maybe Joe wants to do it. Maybe, maybe me or one of the others will will write something so that Joe can play, uh, and and we can do a holiday special um, because the holidays are upon us. Yes. Uh, <sighs> all I know is I got six more wake ups, and then I'm off for three weeks. Oh, nice! That's awesome. Very cool. That is the advantage of working within the school system. Yeah. And, you know, I'm trying to convince my son to go to college and he's like, eh, and I'm like, yeah, but you know, if you were just enrolled, I could have got you a job as an IT guy and you would be off and not happen to work at Home Depot. Just, just, uh, what you can do is go to community college or trade school. Oh no, I, I totally, he is. I, I tell him, it's like, you know, you don't have to go to, you know, he was going to go to a school up in Lakeland, but then the pandemic scared him. Aww. And so, but I mean, BCC, McFadder, all of those have the IT stuff that he seemed to be interested in because he helped my computer tech at work all summer re-imaging laptops and helping her fix stuff. Nice. And she was trying to get him a job at our school as her assistant, but... You know, that didn't work out. I was trying to, then he got the job at Home Depot and no time off around Christmas. So he's going to be here by himself. Oh, oh, right. Because you're going to see Michelle. Yes. Huh. That will be interesting. I, I will have to check in with you on and see how, how that goes. Do you have a way uh, of getting around? Uh, Uber. Oh, okay. All right. Well, don't rely on public transportation for that one. It's not going to work. No. Oh, no. Well, my thing is I'm trying to convince him, and he's such a sweet kid. He doesn't want to get his license because he's scared it's going to raise my insurance too high. Aww. But I'm like, that is so I'm like, sweet, genuinely. Oh, he's oh, all through high school. He wouldn't do anything because he didn't want to spend money. The only thing he asked for was a class ring. Aww. He didn't go on like no field trip. I was like, why don't he's like, oh, I'm okay. What a sweet kid. Yeah. Me- meanwhile, the other one is like, can I go to Europe? Ask well, your grandfather. You, know, you have to have balance in your life. I, I have extreme left and extreme right. I don't right. have balance. <laughs> I'm either up in the air on the teeter-totter or on the ground. Gotcha. Now, I've talked about raising my kids and my kids uh, becoming big old geeks like me. Um, what about yours? Are they, are they following in your footsteps as, as far as geekdom is concerned? Um, well, Darian's part of the podcast. So Darian is, we know Darian yes. is, yes. <laughs> I'll give her a yes. Noah has things he likes, like he plays X-Wing, but, and I think his one friend ran a couple D&D campaigns, but he's not like real big into like other nerd culture. He likes anime. 
okay. That's a that's a nerd culture in and of itself. And I know I know Lily is like big into the scouts and stuff like that. Is she? I know because she's been she's been to the house and, yeah. and watched us play. Is she interested? No, not really. She played yeah. in the um, when we were playing Shadowrun. She played. She filled in for Michelle one night. Mm-hmm. But that was about the extent of it. Okay. She she is my typical teenage girl. <laughs> and she so. is growing up to be quite a beautiful young lady. Yeah. And now, you know, she's got the boyfriend, so that's 90% of the time. Oh, boy. I have to say, though, as far as boyfriends go, he seems to be very focused. He's, uh, you know, he's a boat mechanic. Wow. Yeah, we went out on the boat him and Lily rebuilt almost oh from my- scratch oh on my Sunday. Yeah, he redid the whole hull, rebuilt the motor. Very cool. Yeah, so eh, he seems to be a decent enough kid. I like him. That's is, and he's around the same age as her. Is he older? No, he's eighteen. She's seventeen. So okay, yeah. yeah no, for that young, that's there's, that is. There's, there's none of that real wonky age difference going to be happening here until she's over twenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of you're course. not gonna you're not gonna roll up at like you know twenty seven with my eighteen year old. No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't make the mistakes I did. <laughs> I just you know. I'm beyond overprotective, so. I think you're you are appropriately protective. It's a it's a different world than from uh how we yeah. grew up. Well, they she went to the Bahamas with them, and I'm like, Lily, don't get into trouble because I'm gonna have to get off the plane and just pick the oldest, frailest looking person and just start beating the hell out of them because <laughs> I'm not no Lamb Neeson. So I'm just like, Where where's my daughter? I'm starting to see where Lilith gets her personality. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, I just, like, like I told her, it's like, you know, when they went to Europe, I was like, Lily, if someone grabs you, just go dead weight. They'll skill, they'll, they'll, they'll snatch skinny ass Alyssa. <laughs> Damn, get fucked, Alyssa. <laughs> it'll teach her to weigh, days. it'll teach her to weigh 88 pounds. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Okay. So my baby, be bad hostage. Pretend you don't have a bone in your body. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, I mean, that is the world we live in, but it's, it is not bad advice when it comes to stuff like that. It's sad that we have to think about it, but we do have to think about it. Besides, Alyssa's parents were there and, you know, they, they, they could protect her. I, I couldn't go with my baby, so it was a gotcha. long two weeks. That is, that's rough. It's rough being away from your kids. Well, it's not even just away. It's, you know, Paris away. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Being that far away is, is Grandpa, tough. Grandpa wouldn't pay for me to go the selfish bastard rest his soul. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay. Well, we yeah. have, we've gotten off topic. Uh, <laughs> we completely <laughs> went off the rails. See, um, and I was like, you're doing such a great job. You know, when you're here, you keep us right on track. Yeah, and then you derailed me. <laughs> ah, you can't blame it all on me. Nope, totally. I let it happen. Um, <laughs> but here's something that I saw recently. Uh, I was, I forget what I was watching, but um, I ask you guys all kinds of fun and interesting questions. I'm wondering if you have questions for each other or for me. 
Uh, how's Jade handling all of the being in outer not space? Um, Jade is actually terrified. Um, and she's, yeah, she's not, she's not showing it. Um, because I would think this would be right up Jade's alley. You would think, you would think, but she is without the person that she has consistently gone to for strength. There's two people that she has gone to for strength throughout the campaign, and that's Lilith and Chase. And she's without say, one of them. If Chase was there, it'd be a lot different, because I forgot. I just wasn't placing the anxiety that she probably has with Chase being missing, and then not knowing where he is in the circumstances. Yeah. She is doing her best to put on as brave a face as she can. Um, and, and this is something that I think um, I'm teasing a little bit, uh, but that's one of the reasons why she spent as much time with Ilya as she does, um, is because Ilya is, is, is below deck, is safe, is, she feels like she, she's helping, um, where she's kind of feeling a little bit small and out of sorts in this big world on this big ship, um, and Ilya gives her some grounding. Um, and she's really kind of taken to that and taken to spending time with her. Um, but she's, this is tough, you know, she's, she's putting on a brave face. She doesn't want to tell Lilith how scared she is, you know, because Lilith, Lilith has been a source of strength for Jade for a very long time. Um, but she doesn't want to, this is like, we're all focused on the same goal. We need to stay focused on this goal right now. Everything is about getting our friends back. Everything is about getting, you know, she is, she's wearing Chase's bandoliers or his, his belts as bland bandoliers all the time. And she's physically feeling the weight of that. And it's a constant reminder to her that he is not with her. You know, and oh. there's there's a lot there that she's just sort of starting to unpack and and uh, deal with. Lilith's freaking out too. Okay, I, That's I fair. think the best. I think the best thing that happened is there's a pirate ship. Yeah, which gives her a moniker of you know familiarity from her previous life before mm-hmm. you know she started adventuring with the party, but. She's in, you know, somewhere she's never been mm-hmm. in this strange being attacked by, you know, mimics and. Yeah, you just the- you just had a very interesting conversation uh, about the uh, the Gith Yankee and, and the dragon riders and all of that stuff. True, which is another freaky thing that there's giant, you know, ancient red dragons riding around with Gith Yankee on them. Huh? Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, because it's, in our world, you know, there's basically your land or you're on the sea or you're in the sky. Yeah. Here, there's none of that. We're kind of, it is the void. We are in between all of those things. And it's a, it's a disorienting place to be, you know? And like Ilya said to her, um, and I think Luna said it too, no stars. Yeah. Just yeah. black. Celeste doesn't like that there's no stars uh-huh. with a name like Celeste and the culture of tieflings choosing their own name. You would think, yes. Yeah. It, it, 
it's tricky and it's where I think all of us, um, you know, background wise, we're taught to navigate by the stars. Well, and, and no Celeste stars. being a druid and there's no plants. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or like Earth. Or yeah, or Earth or anything that druids like. There's no nature. With the exception of the wood that the boat is made out of, there is no nature. There's no nothing. It's made of wood. I would assume as much. Maybe that was too big an assumption. Huh, we may have to ask about that. What is the book? I think it's made made out of of wood. I think so. Because didn't didn't we get a little bit of, like, the boat is from another plane? Well, no, the boat is from the material plane, and then Jurgoto traveled to the astral plane. Right. So the boat would have been a boat. Yeah. It was a sailing ship. Um, you know, was it Terra or, or whatever they call the material plane? Arun. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's uh, it's super disorienting. But um, yeah. So to answer your question, Jade is is going through it a bit um, and trying to be as as quiet as possible about it. Uh, so I, and I think that's gonna that's gonna manifest itself the closer we get to. And answer, and the closer we get to finding finding Chase and, and all of that stuff, um, you're going to see a little bit more of that. Uh, do you have anything for each other before we we close out this ramble? Nah, I don't think so. I mean, you know, I think Celeste is the most one of the most interesting characters. For real. And I yeah, love I the way that D plays her. Uh huh. When you know. <laughs> I, I can remember when you and Kaylin were in Lelanor, uh, the Elf City, and you were trying to figure a way to electrocute the guy in his office. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone's favorite episode. <laughs> it was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um, it got a little confrontational. Just a little bit, you know? A little bit. A little too much for me. Despite being the one doing it. Yeah. I think we all learned lessons there. (laughs) Uh, I'd do it. I'd still do it. Yeah, but it's it's role-playing. That's what you're there for. Pushing boundaries. Yeah, that's what it's all about. And role-playing gives us a chance to explore things that we might not be able to explore in real life easily. Yeah. Like Like playing a character that is transcoded and uh-huh. has trauma definitely not relatable to anyone yeah. here yeah yeah, yeah. Well, and, like, and, anyway no i think well, that's actually i think that's super cool and i think it's something that's worth uh talking about as much as you're comfortable talking about but i think it's awesome that you're doing that and i think that it's wonderful representation for the community uh so let's you know. trans and non-binary rights thank you very much there we go um, <laughs> Celeste is pink with blue eyes and white hair. If you ah! didn't get that, that is okay. <laughs> the horns have a pink hue. It's because, like, you know, balance and stuff and, like, then the stripes because then it's, like, in the hair. Uh-huh. Anyways. <laughs> no, I think it's awesome. I think it's Trans- super cool. Allegory. Yeah, we have such diversity in our group, in our characters. I think even more so than we do as individuals, but I think that our, our, our characters have so much to say on those grounds. You know, every one of us. 
I think they help you find your way through, you know, where you belong in life because you can do stuff. It's like people are like, well, why do you always? Because no matter what I role play, I always role play as a female character. Uh-huh. Whether it be video games or D and D or whatever, and it's like, why would you want to be the same thing you are every day in life? Because being gay is fun. No, I'm kidding. But we get to explore that in ways that we we would not normally be able to explore. I'm sure, Greg, that you'd, and I'd love you to talk to us about some of the insight that you have gained in playing a female character coming from a, you know, cishet white male. You've stepped out of that, and I'd love to hear what you've learned from that. Oh, well, you know, I, I've also learned that I don't really think I'm so much cis as I'm more non-binary. Hell okay. yeah, baby. There also, we go. High also, five. I, I really, because, you know, I can find beauty in anybody. Uh-huh. Which, and, you know, I guess because I've always grown up around, like, you know, the LBG community because my mom was a florist. Oh, so okay. from a young age... I was exposed to some of the most wonderful gay old men yeah. that and worked with my wonderful. mom. Yeah, like there was um, this guy Chuck. He was the greatest person in the world, and you know I was exposed to him all like from like five up until like twelve. Okay, and I just it, it always gave me the perspective of why I think heterosexual men are so ex- you know afraid of like gay men is. They just can't get out of their mind that, you know, this man, you know, not, not all gay men want to fuck you. Yeah, you yeah know, let's it, make it, that perfectly clear. But I mean, but it's like in your mind, it's like, like, I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea. <laughs> Except for my friend, um, Cook, he, he, he used to get a little handsy, but you know, that was when he was drunk. Uh, no, it's a yeah, wonderful it baby. That's right. But I just... Um, I, I just, in from that point on, like, you know, and I always try to be an ally. Like, there was a poor kid in high school. We went on a trip, and he kept sleeping on the floor. And I'm like, why are you sleeping on the floor? And he's like, well, you know. And I'm like, yeah? Um, you're going to touch me while I'm sleeping? He's like, no? Then get on the goddamn bed! Yep, yep. I think that all of us have uh, had that, you know, those experiences. and, and have that mindset um and it does come out in our gameplay you know so much you know um you know it's interesting the the most introverted of us is always ends up being a party leader and you know the we we have ways that we are all kind of stretching our legs and our wings and exploring things Poor Chase never wanted to be the party leader, yeah, I was about but you to know, say, I was Mark, about to say. Mark defaults to party leader in every game we're ever in, in spite of his wishes. Uh huh. And you I know. think he never wants to be it, but he always is. And I think D and D gives you an outlet to like explore things you may not be comfortable in real life exploring till you become comfortable exploring them. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. It definitely does, and that's one of the wonderful things about it. And that's one of the, one of the wonderful things about the resurgence of Dungeons and Dragons. Um, yeah, because true. back in back in the day, uh, you know, when Dungeons and Dragons was young, it was very much the boys' club, um, yeah. and it was it was very underground, and it was very like well, protected. When I, was, 
When I was in high school, we played with a lot of girls. That's that's cool. That was rare back then, though. Especially yeah. 30 years ago, I'm not going to lie. It really yeah, was. That was very rare. Just 10 years ago, a little over 10 years ago now, I was very often in situations where I was the only girl at the table. And I was very often kind of tokenized as this like, oh, it's the it's the, the cute chick at the table that we don't really take seriously. Yeah. You know, and things have come a long way. I can say in like the last how long have I been, so I've been playing X Wing for four or five years. And not in the X Wing community. There's some ladies, but not a whole lot. But just the way that like magic and all the other card games, there are far more women playing that than there used to be. Uh-huh. Yep. I was married to a champion magic player uh, for a while, um, way back in the day, long before I met you guys. And uh, I went to a lot of tournaments because I was with him, but there was not a girl at the table. Yeah. Oh, there, there was one poor girl that worked at um, Cool Stuff that, I mean, it, it just, the, the simps were just out of control. God oh, damn, do I miss Cool Stuff. <laughs> do you have any good game shops up there? Um, I don't even know if I had any good game shops where I lived last year. <laughs> I have not had I, the time to explore. Gotcha. I, I think there's a, there was a couple in games, so I'm sure there has to be one or two. In the Seattle area. Oh, definitely. Probably. You'll just never have a chance to look at them because all you do is work. <laughs> yeah. No, for realsies, um, before I had an assistant manager, since we have to be open uh, so many hours and a manager has to be on set at all times, I was looking at a 72-hour work week oh. until my company said, no, we'll actually have your boss come down if you don't get an assistant manager and they'll work for you. And I'm like, not going to do that. Well, yeah, because they, well, they, they, they don't want to pay you overtime. I am allowed up to 10 hours. Wow. But I, yeah, but now, do they put you under that silly... Yours wouldn't be, because like, when I worked at the movie theater, they used to get away with not paying us over 40 hours overtime because they said it was an entertainment industry. So... They used to like use some loophole because you couldn't do that for people working on a film set to not pay us overtime. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, that's shady. they don't try to do that to you, do they? Oh hell no! It's okay. a company. It's not like a production company. We don't follow well, their film rules. Yeah, but this was AMC. It was a movie theater did that uh, to us. Well, then get fucked, I guess. Oh, yeah, trust me. That's why I'm like, they were like, how could you leave us? I'm like, well, I'm going to the school board, so I'm making $3 more an hour, and they pay me overtime. Goodness gracious, yeah. Well, folks, um, I don't know about y'all, and, you know, D, you're in a different time zone, um, but it's getting to be about bedtime here. Yeah. Um, For sure. Time to pick up my partner from work. Yay! Congratulations, by the way, on that whole yes. situation. We are so incredibly happy for you. It's Thank nice you. to see you happy. Yep. Thank you. Super, super cool. Um, so yeah, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna wrap it up. Um thank you both so much for sitting around and chatting with me for a bit, um, and allowing me to 
go off on tangents and and come back to the point of this game that we all share and love so much. Um, and, I'm a... Tangent. Yeah. Tangent. Well, and the good thing is Joe could probably edit all of that out. <laughs> right? Like the, like the middle part where we really went yeah. off. Probably get rid of Here's it. the thing, though. There are very few times that where I will make jokes. I don't listen to these episodes. I don't know if he actually does it, but I know for a fact he doesn't cut a lot of stuff out. No, he doesn't. <laughs> so I don't think he's gonna. He will let us make fools of ourselves till the yeah. cows go home. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, for all of those things, we love you so very, very much. Um, oh, uh, quick housekeeping stuff uh, for our fans. Uh, the next two episodes, and Joe, you can cut this if I'm wrong, uh, but I believe the next two episodes um, are going to be, it's going to be a two-parter. So instead of having an episode in and out of character and then an episode in and out of character, we're going to do the two-parter. So it's going to be two regular gameplay episodes and then we're going to do a big out of character about that big two, that big two-parter um yes. so yeah so stay tuned for that um also please do go and check out our uh our merch um you can go to any of our social medias joe will post all of the links in the bio as it were um in the show notes uh so that you guys can go check it out we've got the wonderful um Murder Hoboing is part of my religion uh, from the wonderful Diana Morgan Carter. Uh, we've got a hashtag Geek Point shirt. We've got our logo shirts. And I think Joe said he put another another something, another shirt, a new design up, and I don't remember what it was. Um, but there's plenty of stuff uh, coming up, and they make great gifts for the holidays. Um, and if you check out my page... Um, I uh, I just put up an uh, indoor weird kid uh, shirt um, that's getting quite a bit of attention. Um, also, very good gift for the holidays, along with all the other stuff there. Um, anything you guys want to push real quick? Um, no, I, I don't do anything. Anybody, you know, Starpunk photography and Instagram, and then if there you, you go. Post- Check out Starpunk photography. Uh, Dee is an incredible photographer. Thank you. Um, yeah, and the work, I mean, I consider you a mentor. The work is Aww. absolutely beautiful. Um, um, so definitely If you want to just chat with me, sorry for talking over you on that. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, if you want to just chat with me, I'm over on Twitter. I already said what that was, and maybe it got cut, so I'll say it again. Uh, it is Starpunk DMC on Twitter. Cool, cool. Um, so check it out. And folks, if you're listening, um, as I put out uh, these the teasers for who is going to be on the next episode of Out of Character, we would love to hear from you guys. We would love to get uh, your perspectives, your questions. If you have any questions for our, uh, our characters or the lovely talents that play them, we would love to hear from you guys. Please drop them in the comments uh, or you can message me. Uh, through there as well and and let us know what you think let us know what you'd like to see what you'd like to hear us talk about um we could really use some feedback as because as you can hear otherwise we're just going to talk about our kids so (laughs) which i don't even have so like i got nothing i got nothing to talk about right (laughs) give d something to talk about (laughs) and uh we appreciate all of you listening and we wish all of you a happy holidays 
and we will be talking to you very soon. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for listening to Out of Character. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or whatever podcatcher you listen to. And if you'd like to be part of the show and ask a question, uh, you can do so on Twitter uh, using the hashtag NSFWOOC. Thanks for listening. We'll be back later.